room. We've had a bit of a vacation time from you all, I guess you might say. But we're back. Yeah, and I took a right turn. Yes. <laughs> to get to Daddy's throne room. Exactly. I mean, because if you don't turn right, you, you turn, turn wrong. Ah. Ah, yeah. Always, that's a possibility. Yeah, you know, there's sure. the, what do they call it? Onomatopoeia, no, not onomatopoeia. Homophones, where it sounds the same, but they have different meanings. Like, I turned right, or I did right. Ah. Oh, that's two different words. But two different words are spelled the same, aren't they? Turned and did are two different words. Right, but right is the same word. That's the homophone out of those. That's the homophone, and that's what we're talking about. Are we going to do right, or am I just going to turn right? Because here we are, I took a right turn. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, this is our second season, first episode. Welcome to season two. That's right, and we're starting on an auspicious day. This uh-huh. is the, the 11th anniversary of when we arrived in the Promised Land. Oh, was it 12? No, it's the 11th. It's the 11th. I don't do good with this. No. I don't remember any dates. I should just be quiet. I know every year she asks me, she says, how old am I? <laughs> the worst is when I ask my son how old he is every year. And what does he say? Mom, I'm pretty sure you were there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was too. You know? And uh, So here we are. This is our second season. And we want to do things a little bit differently, a little more structure. We're going to, of course, open the Word and talk about the Bible, and uh, we want to share songs, as you heard in our, our opening clip. That's the chorus to the song that is uh, the inspiration, in some ways, of this broadcast. I took a right turn, and we're going to play that song in its entirety for you on this episode, and we're also going to start sharing chapters out of books that, that we have written. First, we're going to start with the Trojan War, War series, which is five books long, so at one chapter at a time, we'll be doing that for the next 37 years. At least. <laughs> I was thinking the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Whoa, wait a minute now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially know. because Robert reads pretty slow. Oh, well, I want the entire meaning to droll out, you know, of what I'm talking about here. But okay, here we are. It's a beautiful day today. It was raining. Everybody's happy. We got rain. Okay. We planted our meadow. We we just planted a meadow here, here at the Promised Land. Uh, and now we want to talk a little bit about the Bible. Okay. And we use a Bible called the Message. It's Eugene Peterson uh, translated this. He was a pastor and a biblical scholar of Hebrew and Greek, taught in seminaries, and he uh, wrote this book. It's called The Message. And we're going to just open up right here to the introduction to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, because as Christians, if the New Testament isn't the foundation of our life, what is? True. You know. Yeah. And he wrote this in modern-day language, because as a pastor, people would come up to him always asking him, what does that mean? What does that mean? So he decided, to heck with that. I'm going to write it as it means. And I tell you what, it has been a, a, what a joy for me. I, I studied and read through so many different translations, and never, ever before has the word come so alive in me as when I read this translation. Well, how long have we been using it? I'm wondering. I don't remember. 
Well, since long before we got here, so it's probably been at least 15 years we've been using this, this translation, you know, but uh, as Rosalie said, we've read through many, many different translations. We use different study Bibles, wore them out, you know, and got new ones and different ones. But uh, this one, I'm with her. It's really brought the Bible alive to me. You want to read this first paragraph there, Rosalie? Introduction to the New Testament? Yes. The arrival of Jesus signaled the beginning of a new era. God entered history in a personal way and made it unmistakably clear that he is on our side doing everything possible to save us. It was all presented and worked out in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It was, and is, hard to believe, seemingly too good to be true. You know, in the world, we always say, if something seems like it's too good to be true, guess what? It's probably not, not true. true. <laughs> you know, but this is like, you know, the whole New Testament, you got to realize it was written by several different people over a good hundred year span and a pot compiled later within 300 years of the death of Jesus, the New Testament was completely organized and put together, you know, and people realized it was inspired by God. But one by one, men and women did believe it. See, one by one, that's all it takes. Yeah. Believe Jesus was God, alive among them and for them. Soon they would realize that he also lived in them. To their great surprise, they found themselves living in a world where God called all the shots had the first word on everything, had the last word on everything. That meant that everything, quite literally everything, had to be re-centered, reimagined, and rethought. Wow. So good. It you know, just one thing that really hit me in that second paragraph there was this one by one. Yes, it's an individual thing. You know, we can, nobody gets saved in a group. You have to get saved individually. I mean, a group of people could get saved at the same time, but each one. Different experience. Right. You know, and, and we all know that from our own witness, you know, that it's our witness. You know, we don't say, well, you know, I was born to Christian. I've had people tell us that. I was born to Christian. You know, wait a minute. You can't be, he doesn't, God doesn't have any grandchildren. He doesn't have nieces and nephews. He has children. They might have been raised in a Christian environment, mm -hmm. and that's what they think makes them Christian. So, right. yeah, right. You know, but there, you can be raised in that environment and not be saved. Correct. You know, it's just like uh, the Jews who spent all their time, hundreds and hundreds, thought over a thousand years, seeking after God. Yet when God came in the midst of them, they didn't recognize Him. And we can be the same way. We can be so steeped in the traditions and ceremonies of Christianity that we never have a personal encounter with Jesus because we're too wrapped up in the ceremonies and traditions. Mm -hmm. You know. But throughout this, uh, our podcast, we're going to come back to the New Testament over and over again, specific passages. But we just wanted to start out today talking in general about the revelation of God. Yeah, because we is back. We is back. <laughs> we is back. We man. is back. You know, you can't get rid of us that easy. You know, I know it's been a hiatus, but uh, 
There have been several reasons for that, Um, you know, but here we are, and we hope you enjoy what we're going to offer to you, and so now we'll get going in our different segments. We're going to right now bring you uh, the first chapter of the book, America's Trojan War. America's Trojan War, Chapter 1. Setting Suns, Dying Embers, and the American Dream. The party was winding down. The only people left were Mike's family and a few old friends. After 51 years of working, Mike Harrigan was finally going to retire. Friday had been his last day at the Ford Stamping Plant in Rockville, Maryland. He had worked there for 29 years, ever since he had retired from the Marines. He had given notice this would be his last week as a night watchman at the local National Guard Armory in Rockville, a part-time job that had helped pay for his three children to go to college. Making a toast, Mike's friend Jim Cummings said, I want to wish Mike all the best. He has earned some time to himself, and if it means I've got to tag along and show him where and how to fish, I guess I can make that sacrifice. Jim and Mike had been best friends since grade school. Jim had preceded Mike into retirement by three years, and he was always bragging that he had finally found the best fishing spots in the Tri-County area. You may know where to fish, but I'll have to show you how, Mike said with a smile as he thought about the fun it would be to spend time doing what he wanted to every day. I might have a honey-do list big enough to need Jim's help after all these years of shift work, added Mary, Mike's wife, with a smile. I might have to get in on that, added Sue, Jim's wife. I have projects I've been trying to get Jim motivated on since he retired, and all I ever hear about is the big one that got away. The two couples had been looking forward to Mike's retirement for years. They had all grown up together, raised kids together, and they had so many plans for travel and fun, they would have to live to be 100 to get it all done. Is this what I've got to look forward to, said Mike Jr., who everyone called Junior. I'm going to work for 50 or 60 years, and then when I'm done, a honey-do list fit for a maintenance crew? You could get a jump on that any time you feel like it, interjected Jean, Junior's wife of 20 years. Why does a honey-do list always turn into a honey-doesn't list? That's what I want to know, asked Ashley, Mike's daughter. Wait a minute. I've been working on that honey-do list like a finished painter with a punch list since we've been married. At our wedding, instead of I do, I should have said honey-do laughed Ed, Ashley's husband. As the conversation swirled around who does what and who needs to do more, suddenly they were interrupted as seven of Mike's eight grandchildren burst into the room. Mom, Billy won't let me have my turn, little Mike cried as he tried to grab an electronic game out of his brother's hand. Billy, let your brother have a turn, Jean said without looking up. And John hit me, cried Marcia. At seven, Junior and Jean's youngest complained about her cousin, who was only five. John, you know you're not supposed to hit girls, said Ed sternly. But she hit me first, said John, as he ran to his mother. That doesn't matter. You don't hit girls, and that's that, 
Ted said in a level tone that told John he was serious. I'm sorry, John said as Marcia beamed, knowing that she had started it by hitting John, but she had won anyway. And so it went, the back and forth of a happy family surrounded by good friends, celebrating a happy occasion. Everyone knew Mike had worked hard. 20 years in the Marines, with two tours in Vietnam when the war was hot, then 29 on the line at Ford. He had worked hard and built a good life. By 11 p.m., everyone was gone, and it was just Mer Mike and Mary, as it had been for the last 10 years since Ashley and Ed got married. Some called it an empty nest, but Mary called it their second adulthood, the one where they have the health and the means to do what they want in life. She had been trying to get Mike to retire since he turned 62. She knew with his Marine pension, his Ford pension, her pension from the school district, and both their security, Social Security, they would be bringing in more than when they were raising the kids on two salaries. Mary wanted to travel while they were still young enough and healthy enough to enjoy it. All along, Mike said he was going to wait until he reached 66 so Social Security wouldn't be penalized just in case he ever had to go back to work. But Mary knew it was really because Mike liked to work, and he couldn't see himself without a job. He had intended to keep his night watchman job at the armory, but Mary had at last convinced him to let it go, so this was his last week. Then he planned a few weeks relaxing and checking out some of Jim's secret fishing holes until after Rockville days, over the Memorial Day weekend, where Mike always ran the beer booth for the VFW. On June 1st, they would take off for their first cruise with Mike's two older brothers, their wives, and Mary's younger sister. This was Mary's dream come true, and though Mike would rather stay home and fish, he loved doing things that made his wife happy. Tune back in for more of the book. The <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just we're we're working with technology here. Ah, us and technology <laughs> don't necessarily get along. We should have a technician on hand at all times. You do. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is your technician really doesn't know what he's doing. It's like a couple of monkeys in here oh. banging at stuff. You know? Yeah, I guess we kind of are. But at any rate, thank you for listening to the first chapter, and we will be continuing the reading throughout. Throughout. Yes, we hopefully will get through the whole thing. And, In 58 uh, years. 50, yeah, 58 years, we'll finish all five five books uh, and then get into the other 25 or by then 35. 35 books. <laughs> My husband writes constantly, <laughs> but he's the most prolific. As a former uh, educator that taught creative writing and various other English classes, Robert is top notch when it comes to writing and everything actually and she's not even uh, I'm not prejudiced not prejudiced at all you know she just she just thinks it's it's all normal stop laughing at me <laughs> well now we want to play you the entirety of the song I took a right turn so here we go we're going to give that a shot I took a right turn 
and it turned out wrong. I took a wrong turn, and it turned out right. It don't matter which way you go, you know.
<laughs> oh. Okay, so here we are back again. We're just getting used to the equipment and hitting the right buttons at the right time. Yeah. You know, yeah. It can be a challenge. Yeah. But anyway, we did want to just not say something more to you all. Wow. Wow. Somebody's got here yeah, and it's Robert's squeak. chair. He needs a new chair. He needs chair a new chair. Really Somebody. Bad. We need a new chair. We got to take this chair out and. Shoot that thing. We're just going to get rid he of that. He loves to find reasons to play that crazy machine. <laughs> get rid of that chair. <laughs> Quit moving. Yeah, well, we hope you enjoyed the, the, the song. He gets a little goofy sometimes, but it's okay. I love him. All right, so I'm going to take you to Isaiah right now just for a minute because this is how I feel what's going on here. This is an Isaiah uh, 30 and it says 30 18 but God's not finished yay I'm so <laughs> glad oh, we, get, we get more chances yes he's waiting around to be gracious to you he's gathering strength to show mercy to you oh thank God God takes the time to do everything right everything those who wait around from him are the lucky ones now it has taken us years to learn the waiting lesson because we'll get an idea whether we think from God or from somewhere ever and we, we're going man full bar ahead however you got to do it we're getting this done and that done and then <laughs> because it needs to be in God's time it reminds me you ever see those cartoons where they're running and it looks like their legs are just yeah. going around in circles yeah because <laughs> you know, there's been times I mean we get we get called we feel that we have a call of God and, and we just Boy, we're ready to go. But then there's other times, like, we both know this podcast. We are called of God to do this podcast. Yeah. We know it. Uh, we had a, Re Rosalie had the revelation first. I think I, we've told this story on here before in our first season. She had the revelation, and I just didn't, boy, I didn't see it. I didn't get it and everything else, and da-da-da-da-da, you know. And I'm dragging my feet, and then finally I get the vision, and we get the equipment, we get ready, and we get going, get our first season going, and then we stop, and it's bang. And it's always something to distract from this, and this is more important than planting a garden or creating a prairie in our backyard, but, you know, whatever. And, and last October, this is what really crystallized it for me, I guess, is that last October, uh, I, was, I was, you know, I do gun shows. I, over 20 years I've been doing that. Gun shows, I've been doing book signings and go two, three, sometimes four weekends a month and I'm gone. And I was at one and I got really sick and I left. And out of all those years, it's only the second time I ever left one before it was over. The first time was for a blizzard. This time I was just so sick, I left. And on the way home, I felt God speaking to me and told me, stop doing the gun shows. And I felt him so clear telling me over and over again, it's the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Well, here we are. You know, uh, boy, I just on fire for the po podcast. It's six months later. And here we are. Six months. It's six months. It's October. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was recovering from surgery, too, so give me a break. Oh, she wants a break now. <laughs> I don't know. I have to check this out. Well, yeah, but what about, you know, other things? I mean, we've had 
Yes, and we're not doing that anymore. No. We're not letting anything get in our no, way. Uh. If we only get a couple of minutes to work outside because we're in here doing this, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. This is of God. It's kind of like, you know, when we started volunteering at the mission, we knew that's what we were supposed to do. But we were only going to do it just for a day. You know, and because we didn't want to get overloaded with too much volunteering because that had, would have the opportunity to stop us. The anointing is so heavy. We're doing the work, the little bit of ministry we do at the mission and at the Door of Faith that uh, it's just, you can't deny it. No, it's ballooned. It's just, yeah. you know, like 10 times a month or so we go. Uh, but anyhow, that's that's where we are with these podcasts and we just hope that that you enjoy them and that you get a little something out of them and as as Rosalie shared out of the Bible, God's not finished with us yet. Yeah, just wait upon him. Yeah. But don't overweight him. We've done that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we don't want to overweight him and we don't want to overweight you with our podcast. So here we are. We're gonna cut this off. We're gonna leave you right now with our theme song. And hope that you have enjoyed this and you'll tune back into us next week. Oh, yes. Well, see, there's a commitment. There you go. Come on back. And if you you like that first chapter of America's Trojan War, it is available (laughs) on Amazon.com. And uh, the author's name is Dr. Robert Owens. So here, Dr. Robert and Dr. Rosalie, The Paradox are signing off. Hope you have a great day and take a right turn. Have a marvelous, marvelous day. We love you. I took a right turn and it turned out wrong. I took a wrong turn and it turned out right. It don't matter which way you go. You know